Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, where creators come to play. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Is my sound really clear and stuff? Hello? It should be clear. Yeah, it sounds fine. Okay, cool. We're ready to go, All right. guys. All right, let's do it. Maya Zakai is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter for pop and R&B music. She is also a well-known TikTok live streamer, model, actress, mental health advocate, and social media influencer. Welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you so much. This is so amazing. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to have you. And I, we have a lot to talk about with your song, your songwriting and your performing, but I want to know about the mental health advocate side of things. Mm -hmm. That's, I guess I wasn't aware of that. So tell me a little bit about what you do and, and how you get, I guess, your word across to everybody else. Yes. So, um, I mean, that's basically how writing music came about for me. I, I was going through a really hard time in my life when I was about 16 years old. Heartbreaks for the first time. Boys became a thing for me. And, like, I felt very alone in different ways of, like, getting bullied and stuff by people at my school. So I needed a way to get all of these bad feelings out there. So I just wrote a song basically just explaining how I felt. And then I put it out on SoundCloud and... Uh, the feedback that I got was literally so unexpected and incredible to see that people were telling me um, that they could relate to it. Thank you so much for putting this out. This helped me get through the day. Some people even went so far to say as it saved their life. And it was like really empowering for me. And then I was like, wow, I was doing this for myself, like selfishly. But then I put it out and it actually helped other people without me even trying. So that's basically how I help other people and um, inspire them through my platforms. And my songs are basically like therapy for people, which is weird to say, but like that's amazing that I could turn my passion into something that helps people because that's the best feeling ever to make someone else's day um, whenever I go live on TikTok and I give someone advice when they're upset uh, or just need motivation to keep going. Um, I just try to, I always try to post inspirational things to help people. Yeah. And you're 21 years old, right? Yes. And living in LA. Yep. LA. It's an interesting place. Yeah. So I was actually 21 when I moved out to LA. I'm curious nowadays, because this, when, when I moved out there, it was 2005. So it's been a little while. Mm -hmm. uh, how is it now? Did you grow up in LA or did you? No. Okay. Okay. I was born in London. So I was, oh. I was born with a British accent. I was like, hello, mate, you know, I was ready to drink some tea and crumpets. But then I eventually lost it when I moved to L.A. when I was six years old. And I, I feel like L.A. is where I belong, which is cheesy, but I just I can't see myself living anywhere else as of right now. L.A. is just the place for my music career and like Hollywood and all that stuff. That's kind of where it's at. So, I mean, I'm glad I grew up in a different place. It gave me like a different background and stuff, which is cool. But L.A. is definitely my home now. What brought your family from London to L.A.? 
Um, well, my dad wanted to give us a better life than we had in London because we just didn't have the best life there and we didn't have family there. Um, so he just one day decided to pack everything up and leave. And I had to say goodbye to my hamster. And I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember anything else. All I remember is saying goodbye to my hamster, Henry. And then I woke up in a completely different area and I was so confused, but yeah, it was a very fast decision that he just wanted to get us out of there because it wasn't going very well. That's crazy. That's a huge move. Yeah, it is. It's so different than, yeah. yeah. And do you have other siblings as well? Yes, I have a brother. His name is Jake, but we call him 20 Take Jake because he's a rapper and (laughs) he also goes live on TikTok every night. So we share this room. I had to just kick him out right now and he was upset, but we share this room um, because we both go live and he's he's an amazing rapper. I actually have a couple songs that are out with him on them. So yeah, his name is 20 Take Jake. Wow. So music obviously runs in the family. It actually doesn't. It's just me and my brother, which is so weird. Like, okay. It's so random that like just me and him are the ones pursuing this seriously. But like, other than that, uh, everyone else is kind of just doing like nine to five types type things. But my brother and I, I don't know. We just, I guess our parents gave us the freedom to do it and they didn't force us to go to college. So that like, let us just do whatever our heart decided, which was a blessing. Cause that's rare. And I, yeah. and I feel like you just almost said shit, but you, you, <laughs> you're allowed to cuss on here just so you know, so Poop. you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. So who started, uh, I guess, who decided to pr- start pursuing music first? Was it you or him? It was definitely me. Uh, and he was still just doing it as a hobby always. Like we both were doing it as a hobby just for fun because it was just natural for us but the second that I put out my first song on SoundCloud and we saw the reaction it kind of like I feel like maybe inspired him like oh I could do that too type thing because I'm older than I'm old I'm only older than him by one year but it's still I like I like helping him with stuff like I've taught him how to um uh produce his own songs engineer his own songs because I learned how to engineer from my person I worked with so I've been like basically handing down everything I've learned to him because he's very good and I want to see him succeed and stuff. I think LA, you're in the right spot. I mean, yeah, you can't be any, well, I guess nowadays with social media, there is a possibility to live anywhere and possibly may achieve that goal or achieve that career. Yeah. But I think ultimately whether you're you make it on social media, you're gonna eventually have to go to LA because that's kind of where everything is, you know. And I know a lot of these record labels are kind of fading away, and people are starting to do oh. everything from home. You know, yep. we have the equipment to they they basically made everything accessible for anybody now, so yes. it makes it a lot easier. And then you know you have things like SoundCloud. And you can now directly put onto Spotify and anything like that. And it's made things so much easier. But how, I guess mm-hmm. I want to know how, with that, how much harder is it to be successful in that industry? Because there's, you know, now so many more people able to put whatever they want out there. 
So the competition is crazy, right? It's insane. It literally, like, that's the one thought that worries me whenever I'm like, am I going to make it to that, like, level I want to make it? Because it's not that I don't think I'm good enough. It's just the fact that, like, there's so many people doing the same thing. Like, how do I stand out? So I guess the only way to do it is to just find a way to stand out. And I'm still figuring it out. I found a couple ways to stand out, but there's still not like it's still not a differentiation enough it's also luck luck has a lot to do with it the random connections you make at a random uh networking party and like they randomly connect you with this person it's like word of mouth type thing and just getting your name out there as much as possible and I used to be a perfectionist which I still am and I'm a control freak but those two things uh really held me back for a couple years because I was not putting anything out. I wasn't live streaming because I was scared that people would think I wasn't like perfect enough or like good enough. So I held myself to like a standard that was impossible to reach. So I was holding myself back for many years. And then I finally was just like, I really need to just get myself out there. Like I can't wait till I'm perfect because that's never going to happen. So that was the changing point for me. And if anyone's listening, and you are just waiting for things to be perfect or you to be perfect, please don't do that because um, time is uh, very short here on this spinning rock that we're on. And um, if you have a passion and you think you could help people with it or it just makes you really happy and if that's your uh, purpose in life, then just go for it. Like there's nothing holding you back except for you. It's literally crazy. I agree 100%. And I think – I. I... I take it further than that. I just don't, I believe, I don't only think, I believe that your biggest competitor will always be yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing that I've recently gotten in order for myself is to look in the mirror and that person staring back at you is the only person standing in your way. So to get beyond that person, you just have to mentally focus and put all your effort towards what you want to do and you can and you will achieve everything that you put into it. And it, and it all comes down to what you put into it, right? If mm-hmm. you half-ass it and you, mm-hmm. you're not going to do anything, you know, there's too much competition. There's always someone next to you that wants it more, right? Yep. So you always have to be the hardest worker in the room. You always have to be the better person or better than that person next to you. And it's just, it's one of those things where if you work hard and you put everything that, that you have towards that goal, you can make it. And I believe you will, but it's all, it's all up to you. Yep. you know, I hear, I hear a lot of people that, oh, it's too tough of an industry. I would never make it. It's like, well, that's why you're never going to make it is because you believe you won't make it. Yep. That's crazy that you say that because there's so many um, artists that I look up to where they say you kind of have to be a little bit crazy to be in this industry. You have to believe in yourself even if nobody else does and you have to uh, literally kind of be delusional in a way, believing in yourself no matter what the circumstances or who's supporting you because it's all a mindset. Like mindset is crazy. Energy is everything. Um, manifesting and working towards it is it's the key. It's literally the key. People 100%. underestimate it. Yeah, and not only that, but it's it's one of those things where I 
I really don't think it's that hard to break into. I know that sounds crazy and it sounds, you know, ridiculous, but I look at it this way. I, I got laughed at by so many people because I said I was starting a podcast. You know, it was one of those things. It was 2021 when I started this podcast and, you know, I had been wanting to start a podcast since 2018 and between 2018 and 2021, so many podcasts came out. So many. Oh yeah. You know, and it, and it became one of those things where it was like, it's impossible to break into that industry now. And here I am more than a year and a half later, 300,000 subscribers and those same people that laughed now love and admire my show. And it's like, and it's, and it's kind of funny because they never recall not believing in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I hate that. <laughs> I do too. But at the same time, I feel good about it because then it's like, well, I proved them wrong to the point where they try to forget that they had no faith. Yeah, that's I, true. You know, what I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those, it's like bragging rights without having to brag. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's, uh, I have total faith in you. I've been watching your stuff. I think that you are very talented. I have not seen your brother, which I'm going to look up after we get off of this, but yeah, I'm excited to check him out. And one of the things that I really have been enjoying is, so you are big into live streaming now. That's one of your big you know, go-tos and you've been pretty strict about when you go live and people expect you there. Oh yeah. But one of the, but one of the things that you're doing now and I really enjoy is you will just randomly go or pick someone to, I guess, go live with and then let them hear your music for the first time to get their reaction. Such a good and, feeling. Oh, it's so cool because their reactions are, I haven't, I personally haven't seen a negative one. I haven't seen, eh, it's okay. I, everybody I've seen is like, whoa, you just <laughs> blew me out of the water, you know? Yeah. How does that feel? How does that feel? It sucks that like as artists, we kind of depend on that acknowledgement to feel like a good artist, but it's kind of like true. And like, I don't, I hate that I have to depend on that, but like, Every time that happens, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm doing this. Oh, people actually like this. Oh, my God, I'm not crazy. Whoa, they just, like, got emotional for my song. Whoa, they just, like, got so much happier after hearing my song. Whoa, like, they respect me now. Like, this is so cool. So, like, these reactions that I'm getting is really surreal because my dad believed in me way before I believed in myself. And he always pushed me to do this because he saw something in me, but I just didn't think it was the right thing. And, um, so I still do feed off of that acknowledgements that I get from, uh, these strangers on TikTok and cause it's not my parents. So it's not like, oh, they're saying, yeah, it's amazing because they're my parents. They're saying it's amazing because they actually like it. Um, and they're not being held like with a gun to their head. They, they actually like this stuff. So it's right. a great, it's a great feeling for sure. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying, because you have to believe in yourself first, right? But at the same time, once you start putting stuff out there, you kind of have to rely on, on people to enjoy your stuff, right? Because 
if they don't enjoy it, then it's not going to go anywhere. You know, you have to, unfortunately, you do have to satisfy the needs of other people as well. Yeah. But, but with that, like it's, it's one of those things where when I said you have to get behind that person that's looking at you in the mirror because that acknowledgement from other people is proof to yourself that you are as good as you believe. Yeah. So it's, it's never a, I don't believe in myself. It's now just, I knew I was that good. I knew this is what I was meant to do and all my hard work and everything I've put into it. This person that I just blew away proved that point, you know? And I think that's why we get so excited when people, when people do those, when they acknowledge it and they're like, Whoa, that was incredible because it's that, that feeling of I achieved exactly what I was going for. Exactly. Exactly. And like at first when I was putting out music, I wasn't doing it to satisfy other people. Like I said, I was doing it to make myself feel better. So I feel like that's a good way to start. If you don't even know where to start is first, just do what comes from your heart naturally, what you're passionate about. Then you can show people and you could get like constructive criticism on what parts are great, what parts they want to hear more of. That's how I would start instead of just like, oh, I'm only going to do what everyone else is doing right now um, because then there would never be any um, improvements to the music industry or or art in general if everyone was just copying each other. So I think there's a great part to both sides of doing what you're passionate about and what you think is cool and then also taking in some constructive criticism and growing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that song that you wrote, the very first one you put on SoundCloud that you did for yourself, was that the first song you had ever written? Yes. Okay. And how long ago was that? Um, I think it was like four years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, that's right. You said you were about 16? Yeah, 16, 17. Okay. And how... I guess when you put it on SoundCloud, I don't know how SoundCloud works. I've never used that platform. Does it give you the analytics of how many people download it or listen to it? Or how does that work? I mean, it's free, so I don't think it does, but maybe it does. And I just don't know about it. But it's the only app that I know where you can upload your music for free. Um, but yeah, then most people don't really take you that serious as an artist if your songs are only on SoundCloud because it's kind of just for like when you're starting up. But when you have your songs on every single music platform and you're like paying for it because that's how much you believe in it and you believe you'll you'll reach a lot more people that way and stuff, then that's when it gets serious. Yes. So how yeah. So how are you receiving the feedback from that first song? Um, because I you had said that the feedback that you had gotten from that song uh really made you believe that that's what you were supposed to do. So how are people um, I guess, getting back to you to, to give you that feedback. Uh, they were DMing me on like Instagram or they were like comment, mm. they were commenting under, under the, the song on SoundCloud. Um, you can also DM on SoundCloud. I forgot about that. So yeah, I was getting DMs on SoundCloud too. And then um, comments, likes, shares, and it got to like a pretty high amount of listens and I didn't even promote it, um, which it was 
pretty cool. I know that uh, Russ, the artist Russ that I really like, he blew up on SoundCloud by just posting one song every single week. I think it was like every week or something. And he like did not hold back. He was not gatekeeping anything. He wasn't trying to be a perfectionist. He was just putting it out, putting it out, putting it out. And then one of them hit and then it just like had a chain reaction. But I don't know. There's a lot of different ways you can blow up nowadays. You just have to try everything and not be scared about the consequences of if it doesn't work, like just keep going. And you can't be afraid of rejection. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, so when I lived in LA, my backstory kind of, I've said this a hundred times on this podcast, but I, I edited movies and TV shows. So I got to meet a lot of successful people and the stories that I've heard from a lot of them was, you know, they were told no a hundred thousand times before they were told yes. So you have to be okay with the rejection and know that just because that particular person rejected you doesn't mean that you're going to be rejected forever or doesn't mean that that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Yes. You know, I love that because I have, especially as a woman in the music industry, I've had to deal with very interesting uh, things where people only believe in me if I do something for them that I don't want to do type thing. So I've had to deal with a lot of things that are just like really gross about the music industry. I feel like there's a dark side to it. And then a good side, like the good people who actually care about the music and artists and like uh, the purpose of how music can heal people in the world. And then the other side where they're just using people, uh, making them believe that they're going to change their life with a contract or like, blow them up only if they do this certain thing or date them or these type of things. And, um, I've exposed that part of the music industry a couple times on my TikTok and my Instagram, because I feel like nobody's talking about it. And I'm like, why is no one talking about this? I know I'm not the only woman or even person. Cause I, I have guy friends in the music industry and they've told me really disgusting stories of what they've been through as a kid in the industry. So it's just like, there's a, there's, there's a lot that needs to be said, which is, again, goes back to why I feel like I want to blow up my platforms because I have so much to say that goes past just music, like human rights and just getting back to like what it's all about because it's turned into something that it's, it sucks. But yeah. Um, what were we even talking about? I don't even know what just happened. (laughs) We we were just discussing uh, basically your introduction into SoundCloud and how you got feedback and uh, and what basically everything music wise like what got you introduced to it and everything of that sort. Oh uh, yeah, well, um, I mean my my dad. I call him my dadager because he like literally is obsessed with my music and just this is his dream for me just as much as it is for me. And he's put in the money and the time. And like, that's again, really rare to have a parent who not only lets you do it, but like actually is pushing you to do it. Like I know that I'm really grateful and lucky about that because not a lot of people have that support. Um, but yeah, he was the main one who actually got me on a song with one of the biggest um, producers of our time called Scott Storch. And mm-hmm. um, 
I didn't know who Scott Storch was. That's how, like, <laughs> I didn't know anything about the music industry at that time. So I just went to this guy's house, and I'm like, oh, it's a nice Jewish man. Nice. And then we were just walking around his mansion, Cardi B's across the street. I'm like, okay, this is not normal at all. What the hell's happening? Wow. And because, um, yeah, so I made a song with Scott Storch. It's not out yet, though. But that was a changing point in my career because when I found out who he was, which I'm glad I didn't know who he was because I would have freaked out. Um, right. So then when I found out who he was, I was like, Scott Storch wants to work with me. What the hell? What's happening? And I wasn't even like big or anything. I didn't have stats. I, he just liked my music. And I was like, how did my dad even know this guy? And it was just a connection of a connection of a connection of a connection. So connections matter a lot in the music industry. And the fact that my dad somehow pulled that off, I don't know. I don't know. I think I could say that pretty uh, positively that that's all of Hollywood. It's all about who you know. Yeah. It, it truly is. And I mean, there are people that make it being unknown and just randomly getting jobs, but more than anything, it's who you know and what connections you have. And that connection will get you to that next step. Yeah. You know, so like marketing yourself and networking yourself that or networking with other people is so important when it comes to the Hollywood entertainment world, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's not only who, you know, but like, how to actually use those connections. Cause I know a couple people who know like the biggest of the biggest and they're like millionaires. They could pay for any amount of marketing, any amount of promotion, but they're not doing it the right way. Um, or they're not listening to their fans of what their fans want to hear. So like they don't have an audience. It's just all bots that they're paying for. So it's not a real career. It looks great. It looks great on paper, but it's not a real career that you can make a living off of and tour the world and have fans that you're not paying to be there type thing. So like, that's never what I want to do. What's next? Do you have any shows lined up? Um, so when I first put out my album, the pandemic hit. So I did not like plan it. Mm. Well, I was planning a tour and then it just obviously didn't happen. So I, that's why I started TikTok live streaming because I could do that instead and then I kind of just forgot that like touring in real life was a thing because I got so used to the comfort of my own home and performing for thousands of people a night without having to move a finger type thing it was kind of like a cheat code but there is something really special about performing and seeing people's faces that like really care about you and like have been wanting to see you live and like doing meet and greets and and merch and everything so I'm definitely planning a tour um, I'm working on an EP right now uh, because my album is not something I'd want to tour with since it was like when I first started, that's not the type of music I make anymore. My style has changed and there's only like three songs off of that album that I still would consider my style. So I wouldn't tour with that album. I would tour with uh, my new EP that I'm going to be putting out soon. And then those three songs and I would put together a really cool little, I wouldn't like go for a huge venue right now because I have never done it before. I don't want to just throw myself into the deep end. I want to like work up to knowing what I'm doing. But yes, a hundred percent, I am going to be touring very soon and I'm excited. Well, I would love to have you here in Colorado. So if that's something that uh, you want to discuss, I can definitely 
help you out with some connections here in Colorado to get you on stage. And going back to what you just said about performing in a larger venue. So I, I actually uh, had a live podcast last year and um, I actually got booked at this theater and this is the first time that I was going to be doing this. And that thought went through my mind as well. But then I was like, you know what, for me, it was sink or swim. Like I'm going to go out there and give it my all and I'm going to perform in front of everybody that or a ton of people that I've never done, which I've never done before, at least live. And I just made, made sure that mentally I was prepared for that. And, and it worked out really well. And it actually led me to the, I guess the love and passion I have now for stand up comedy. Cause that's how I opened my show. Mm. So I did, I performed stand up, and that was the very first time I've ever wow. done it. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, it worked out really well. It, 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 uh, people enjoyed what I had to offer, I guess. So now it's really, uh, given me that push to want to do it more. And I'm actually going to Vegas next weekend for the TikTok awards, AKA your choice awards. And, uh, they have an open mic night. So I'm going to be performing some stand up uh, that night for some really big influencers. And, uh, hopefully, you know, just kind of see other people, established people, their reactions and, and, uh, maybe That's they so can nice. give me some offerings. Yeah. Do you, uh, freestyle when you, um, not rap, like, do you freestyle your, uh, comedy skit, skit, skitch, skit, skit, sketch? Nope. That's not the word comedy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you freestyle yeah. or do you write it out? Uh, so that, that time I did write it out and I, I'm planning on writing it out. I think for me, knowing kind of what I'm going into and how I'm going to say things and practicing it, it's less of a chance for me to fumble. Yeah. Cause I know that a lot of, uh, comedians that I watch stand up comedians, they, they kind of play off of the crowd and like whoever's in the crowd, they'll mm-hmm. like pick on that person or not mean, but like they'll talk to that person, make jokes from their story or just from what they tell. So is that, what kind of style do you do? So I, I had a little bit of that. Like I tried to involve the audience and, you know, but for the most part, my particular stand up at that point was kind of based around where I came from and how I got started in podcasting and, and kind of the life I grew up with, but I made it comical, obviously. Mm. And, um, it was, it was really just for me to feel everything out, you know, like, uh, I wanted to see the reaction and, and kind of go off of that. But I, I think I could do the freestyle stuff, but I think when you're new, like you were saying, it's really hard to just go out there and all of a sudden you're in front of a thousand people and it's like, oh man, what do I say? I don't know where to go yeah. from here. You don't so, so maybe my style, yeah. And maybe my style will eventually go to, or get to that point. But right now I'm just more comfortable. I would say, you know, Joe Coy. That sounds so familiar. Uh, he's pretty big time stand-up comedian now. He's got a few, uh, uh, what are those? A stand-up 
series, I guess, on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I just looked him up. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say my style is kind of similar to his. Um, Maybe, I don't know, because I don't like comparing either. I don't like comparing myself to yeah. anybody. But I guess if I had to kind of choose somebody, that would be kind of a close comparison. Well, now I you got to give me your best yo mama joke. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't. <laughs> yo mama. I, Mine's more storytelling. I, I, I don't know if I could just bust out. But um I do want to hear and, and this you can completely shut me down right now. But would you feel comfortable performing on the show? Ah, oh, you didn't ha- why didn't you tell me? <laughs> I, I I literally just thought of it right now. Otherwise I would have. If not, that's completely um, fine. I mean, I can what do you mean perform? Like sing us? I don't have my own instrumentals, so I can't sing my own song and be a cover. And I don't think you would want to hear me sing a cover because that's not. Hey. Okay, if that's if that's what if you're not comfortable with it, I'm completely fine with that. But I thought I would ask because I think the listeners that haven't discovered you yet would want a little bit of a taste. Oh, I you could know? play my original song for like. 30 seconds. Let's okay. do that. So this song guys is called. Mm, wait, which songs have you heard from me? Do you like, I don't know which one you like. Uh, I'm allowed to swear, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do this one. The song is called too nice. And I wrote this song right when I first started making music about being too nice to people who take advantage of us. So If anyone out there feels like they're too nice and they get taken advantage of, this song's for you. Is it loud? Is it loud enough? That's loud enough. Yeah, guys, this song's out now on all music platforms, so if you guys like it, make sure you look up my name, Maya's a Kai. I know it's spelled really weird, but I appreciate you guys for listening. You remember. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I love your energy. <laughs> like just listening to your music, you get, you could just tell you get so pumped up. Yes. And I know the listeners that uh, are just 
listening to the audio right now, you couldn't see this, but but Maya was just <laughs> going basically crazy and and singing along with her song. It, it was fantastic. I, I loved it. That yeah, so I used to be super uncomfortable when people would uh, like when I would play my songs for people because I've had many uh, music deal meetings where they basically want you to sell them you as a person, as an artist. So they'll be like, okay, play your music and I'll play it. And I would just sit there like, like waiting for them, their reaction. But they, they actually wanted me to like dance or like show my like passion for the music. And I didn't understand that at all. So I was just sitting there really like scared, but now TikTok live, shout out to TikTok live. Cause all because of that, it's like, literally made me not care because why am I caring? Like they asked me to play my song. I'm going to like make the most of it. So yeah. And it also, yeah. I feel like it makes people more comfortable listening to your music. If you're comfortable with it, like they're looking at you, like, are you, do you, th do you think your music is good? If you're just sitting there scared, probably not. You're probably scared that people are going to hate it. So you got to show confidence, even if you don't feel like it. Well, I definitely see it. I definitely seen the confidence and, and, uh, the energy and I loved it. It was, it's absolutely amazing. And I think you're very talented and I'm super excited to see where you go from here because I, I don't know, I, I'm ready to see you perform in front of, you know, 30,000 people Whoa. and, and just know, Hey, I had her on my podcast. Like that's amazing. Yes. Shout out to you, Kevin. But yes, I, um, I definitely do want to perform so soon. It, it's very different not seeing anyone's face on TikTok live streaming because like I could see a mean comment, but I could literally just mute them or block them straight away. But if I'm in a crowd and somebody boos me, I can't just mute them. So I got to just get used to anything that could happen. So it's definitely a step up, but I'm going to do it for sure. Awesome. Well, I do have to ask this before I let you yes. go. I want to ask you who your favorite TikTok creator is. Oh, my God. It's probably, um, uh, I don't even know their names. It's it's one of the people that literally, um, they save people's lives. Like, they go around town and, like, go to homeless people and say, what can I do to make your day better? And then they like save their lives and stuff. And they, they do, they like, they not only just give money, but they give an experience to like somebody who really is in need and like make them smile and laugh by dancing with them or going, bringing them to their favorite baseball game or going, um, I don't know, to a roller coaster park and like just giving them experiences that they've never had and recording it. Obviously they have to record it because that's how they're getting the money to do it from people sending the the money from TikTok, but I love those things. Those seeing, seeing, um, faith in humanity restored is like my all time favorite thing ever to watch. Yeah, I agree that that's amazing. Yes. Maya, this has been amazing and I appreciate it so much. You taking the time and coming on and, you know, just going over everything that you've experienced in this music world and, it's so fascinating to me and, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I feel like this is the the most I've ever opened up truly in an interview. Cause I feel like a lot of the times I'll say something that someone will be like, 
that's too much information, but you handled everything that I said and you were like, yeah, for sure. So I appreciate you for being an amazing host and thank you to everybody listening right now. Hello guys. I forgot to say hi to you. (laughs) Well, and also for the listeners, can you plug yourself? Where can they find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on any single um, social media or music platform by looking at my name, Maya Zakai. So M-A-I-A space Z-A-K-A-Y. I know it's spelled weird again, guys, but just please, please don't spell it wrong. Please. I appreciate it. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you again, Maya. And we will keep in touch sure. because uh, I want to make this Colorado oh, thing yeah. happen. For sure. I got you. All right. Well, you take care and have a good night, okay? You too. Enjoy your live stream. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Tick-tock is Tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes.